0: Christian School Management wants to partner with your Christian school, bringing hope. Since 2017, we have provided advice and counsel to hundreds of Christian schools. Our consultants, books, surveys, and online trustee training are Christian, research-based, and represent over 400 years of experience. Are you struggling? Our mission is to bring prosperity. Are you strong and growing? Our mission is to deepen your leadership and stewardship. Go to Christian School Management and find out more. Entheos is our free advice and counsel letter that is read by over 1,100 Christian school leaders a week. Go to christianschoolmanagement.org and sign up your leadership team. For Jesus, through mission with students. Let CSM partner with you. Real Traps is the premier source for high-performance acoustic treatment, including bass traps, broadband absorbers, and diffusers. Once a room has been properly treated, clarity and articulation of music and speech improve enormously. Our clients include famous mixing and mastering engineers, corporations, and even a research lab at MIT. Whether you're a professional recording engineer, audiophile, or home theater owner who wants the best sound possible, upgrade your entire system. With acoustic treatment from Real Traps. Visit Realtraps.com. It's the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. We have a special guest, Dr. Sam Nadler joins us. His book, Messiah and the Feast of Israel, today being, what is it, the fifth day of, uh, of Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to you.
1: Happy Hanukkah to you, Michael, and to all who are listening.
0: Our sponsors, with over 90 years' experience in developing audio electronics, Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, Consumer and Installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand, from headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bayerdynamic.com. Real Traps is the premier source for high-performance acoustic treatment, including bass traps, broadband absorbers, and diffusers. Once a room has been properly treated, clarity and articulation of music and speech improve enormously. Whether you're a professional recording engineer, audiophile, or home theater owner who wants the best sound possible, upgrade your entire system with acoustic treatment from Realtraps. Visit Realtraps.com. I wish that you know more often when we go to the store and people say Merry Christmas. That in, in you know Happy Hanukkah. And in, in all fairness, it sounds nice, doesn't it?
1: Well, I'm sure it does. I think it's a friendly thing to do.
0: <laughs> it really is, and uh, you know, and you're one of the scholars when it comes to uh, to Hanukkah, and also when it comes to uh, the Messiah. So your book Messiah in the Feasts of Israel. Tell us a little bit about that, and uh, and as you do, if you could just delve into Hanukkah a little bit of nuggets that we don't know.
1: Oh, sure. When we look at the whole Bible, we want to understand that it's all about Yeshua, yeah. uh Jesus, for some of our listeners. In other words, uh, he was the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13:8. So it's the same Messiah from cover to cover in the Bible. Uh and so with that in mind, we want to also remember. Uh, that the festivals of Israel—and most people think about the seven festivals in Leviticus chapter 23—that's God's redemptive program that he outlined in the book of Leviticus. And so my book goes into that, showing how Messiah is the fulfillment. When we talk about Messiah, we specifically mean Yeshua or Jesus, uh, because it was his sacrificial death. The finished work of Messiah is the perfect work for our redemption. And so when we understand that, we see that he is the fulfillment of all the festivals, uh, including other biblical festivals like Purim, from the book of Esther, and Hanukkah. Hanukkah was prophesied in Daniel chapter 7 through 11. It was historically fulfilled in two ways. First of all, in 168 to 165 BC, when a nasty old king, Assyrian king named Antiochus Epiphanes, Epiphanes means God manifested. This man did not have low self-esteem problems, I'll tell you. <laughs> but in fact... Uh, He thought quite highly of himself, and he wanted to Hellenize everything under his dominion. He wanted everyone to speak Greek, think Greek, and have Greek values. And with the Jewish people, we're a little bit stubborn. We're just a bit stubborn. And so we wanted to follow the Torah, follow the scriptures. Well, he prohibited that uh, and brought his army to take over the temple, which they defiled, it's the um, abomination of desolations in that he offered a swine on the altar oh. to, uh, to his idols and then tried to force all Israelites to offer swine on altars in all the towns. Well, when he got to Modin, one of the towns, the Maccabees, a family there, uh, revolted. They started a grassroots revolt, just a ragtag group of Bible believers who wanted to worship God, and therefore they the miracle was that they were able to remove the larger, the great Syrian army, recapture the temple, and rededicate it. That's Hanukkah. The word Hanukkah means dedication. Hmm. And so it's a commemoration of the rededication of the temple. Even though it was prophesied, even though there was this historical event that anticipates the anti-Messiah, Antiochus Epiphanes would be is a prefiguring of the Antichrist, that's why Messiah Yeshua said in Matthew 24, 15, uh, let the reader of Daniel understand regarding the abomination of desolations. And so, Antiochus Epiphanes was a a prefiguring of the final Antichrist that will come about, anti-Messiah, we would say. But the most exciting thing is the only place where Hanukkah is actually mentioned in the Bible is in the Gospel of John, of all things. Right. In John chapter 10, verse 22. And so, we find our Lord identifying with the Feast of Hanukkah. It says there the Feast of Dedication in most translations which means, of course, Hanukkah, but he identified with it because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we've been bought with a price. So, it anticipates, it pictures, uh, the Feast of Hanukkah pictures his cleansing work on the true temple, the people of God. And so, what's remaining in that section of Scripture, following that John 10.22, is Messiah's Hanukkah sermon, and so we see there when he talks about that, uh, you know, uh, everything he says uh, following that statement uh, has to do with what he brings to the table. He's the greater Maccabee. He's the one who brings the true uh, victory that the Maccabees could only, in a small way, Messiah would provide the eternal victory that we have in his cleansing atonement. So that's the exciting part. Well, there's a
0: lot more. Uh, Stay right where you are, everybody. Sam Nadler. Dr. Sam Nadler is with us. He's the president and founder of Word of Messiah Ministries. Sam is a Jewish believer in Jesus. And over 40 years in Messianic ministry, he's focused on raising leaders who plan congregations and make disciples of Yeshua, Jesus. We'll be right back right after this. Since 2015, Autonomous is dedicated to building ergonomic office chairs and electric standing desks with the highest quality materials. The Autonomous product lineup began with the original office standing desk the smart desk and now spans several categories of smart ergonomic office tools and accessories as well as new software solutions for modern hybrid work offices all of our products are not just great looking and durable but simple to use in order to unleash their full potential visit us at autonomous.ai and use code messiah radio for a five percent discount on your total order Sennheiser has been continuously setting trends in the audio industry. Wherever people care passionately about recording, transmitting, or playing sound, Sennheiser will be there. Artists, disc jockeys, scientists, sound technicians, or demanding music lovers, the Sennheiser name always stands for premium products, headphones, microphones, and all-around audio solutions, the ultimate in sound quality. Sennheiser. Okay, we're back with Dr. Sam Nadler, his book Messiah and the Feast of Israel. He's talking about Hanukkah right now, of course, and and we wish everybody a a happy Hanukkah. So where do Jewish people in general feel the celebration and what's it all about to them? Not as believers in Jesus, just Jewish people in general. And what do they miss or what do they fail to miss about Hanukkah?
1: Well, in general, you know, we often say amongst ourselves, two Jews, three opinions. (laughs) And so there's a variety of opinions on it. There's, uh, depending on which Jewish person you were to talk to, Uh, there are some who take it very seriously. And uh, certainly I grew up Orthodox as an Orthodox Jew. And uh, Hanukkah was something that was uh, a serious consideration, and we celebrated it uh, rather religiously, as a matter of fact, with prayers and lighting of the candles, etc. For people who are more secular, and most of the Jewish community is secularized, uh, they probably wouldn't have much interest, or they might think of it as a children's holiday. Uh, And mostly what is known is uh, unbiblical information like the legend of the oil. Right. There's a legend that when they rededicated the temple, they wanted to light the menorah uh, in the temple, but there was only enough oil to last for one day, but it lasted for eight days. Now, that legend was developed hundreds of years after the actual event. Uh, The actual event has no record of that. The reason it's eight days, uh, if you read my books and see the materials on it, we give some detail, is that in uh, 1st and 2nd Maccabees' uh, historical writings, It's not scripture, but historical writings. We see there, it specifically says that when they rededicated the temple, they celebrated for eight days because they could not celebrate the Feast of Sukkot or Feast of Tabernacles, an eight-day festival, because they had been living in caves in the wilderness. And so the Feast of Tabernacles was of such importance that when they rededicated the temple, they therefore celebrated the Feast of Tabernacles for eight days. Well, the legend about the oil came about a couple hundred years later simply because the Romans had now conquered a Judea and in order to make it less militaristic a holiday, and they came up with the spiritual value of the oil lasting eight days. You know, a little bit like my cell phone only has an hour of power and <laughs> lasts eight days or something.
0: Unless it's an iPhone, right?
1: Uh, the fact is that, no, it, it, it had to do with the great victory God provided uh, by giving these Bible believers great opportunity to recapture the temple and rededicate the temple to the glory of God. And most Jewish people know only of the oil legend and not the biblical information uh, surrounding it. That's the
0: first time that I've ever heard that. I mean, I'm looking right now online as you're talking, you know, to see if, uh, if this is a thing. And how many people know about this? Because it seems like it's really ingrained about, you know, the miracle uh, of the oil. That's interesting. Well, you see, that's what I'm trying to say is that Jewish people, of course, you know, we have the uh, the Torah and, uh, you know, the the writings and the prophets, but as far as the biblical stuff, it seems like, you know, we have the family around and, uh, you know, some of the prayers. But as far as what they're missing out on, and that's what I really liked about your book, Messiah and the Feast of Israel, because, you know, you, you talk about that. And I'm concerned because I know that, you know, and I'm sure you are as well, you want Jewish people to see Jesus in the scriptures, and the fact that they're maybe not looking for the resurrection of the dead or the Messiah, or do you feel that sometimes you know God gives them something during Hanukkah? CG,
1: well, I pray. I pray for the redemption of Israel every day of my life. I live for the redemption of Israel. Uh, I pray according to the scriptures. It says, "Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Yes. May they prosper who love you." And as the new covenant says. The Apostle Paul, the Apostle to the Gentiles, what he wanted Gentiles to learn, Gentile believers, was that he said there, brethren, in Romans 10.1, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. And so that's my prayer as well, Michael. I pray that my people come to know the Messiah, come to know forgiveness and new life. I know this happened for me. And so for every and any Jew who believes in him, it's new life and become a messianic Jew. Paul said, "Has God for in Romans 11, 1, has God forsaken his people? In no way, for I am an Israelite. Not I was, but I am. And so uh, we're present tense Jews who've come to know our wonderful Messiah. And, and that's think- my great desire.
0: Amen to that. I, I agree. And, you know, they have everything. I mean, the the, the covenant, uh, the blessings, the oracles of God and to know God to know the Messiah. So as far as what leads up to Hanukkah and even after Hanukkah, could you give us the tour as far as what is God doing, especially in a, in a Jew's heart this time of year?
1: You know, I trust that he is drawing people to himself. When we look at it from God's point of view. God loves people in general. He loves everybody. But God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. He loves everybody and He wants everyone to know His mercy, His grace, His forgiveness, and all that comes in the sacrifice of the Messiah. He does not desire the death of the wicked. And so, even though we want justice in Israel, we want uh, the IDF. To have a decisive victory and to restore those who were taken hostage, but we don't hate our Palestinians. We don't hate Muslims. No, we want them to know forgiveness and mercy, and have re- and repent of their sins. We don't hate people at all, because God so loved the world, and that same love fills our hearts. And so what we desire for the Jewish people, we desire for all people. God loves the Jewish people, but not only the Jewish people, he loves all people. And so the work that we do at Word of Messiah, and if you go to wordofmessiah.org, Uh, you'll see not only free downloads, but you get a really big picture of what God's doing amongst Jewish people around the world. As our work in planting congregations in Israel, Ukraine, uh, these places are very, very much on my heart. I know the people there intimately. I planted congregation, Messianic congregations in Ukraine, Eastern Europe, Israel, etc. And so, What's going on in the Ukraine and in Israel is touching my heart. It just burdens my heart, Michael, that uh, there might be peace, but peace doesn't come apart from the prince of peace. So that's how I pray. And I know that's what God desires for Jewish people today.
0: Yes, And uh, we're going to be right back with Dr. Sam Nadler, his book, of course. Give out the name of your book.
1: Messiah in the Feast of Israel. God.
0: Yeah, and explains the feasts, festivals, holidays of the Bible, Passover, the Feast of the Tabernacle, and or the Tabernacles, and the Day of Atonement. There's a lot more. Stay with us, and we'll be right back right after this. Acaso builds high-quality, extremely affordable action cameras that enable our customers to capture dynamic moments in life and share their world of difference. In less than nine years, Acaso has become one of the leading action camera brands worldwide, with sales of over a half million units annually. There's a world out there to explore and enjoy while capturing every thrilling experience. Acaso's mission is to inspire and empower more people to join, enjoy, capture, and share the fun of exciting outdoor sports. Visit acasotech.com. Tribe Signs was designed in 2010. We started operations as home and office solutions specialists and have since established ourselves as a trusted brand all over the world. World. We have worked with some of the world's best designers and manufacturers to bring a curated selection of beautiful furniture to thousands of happy customers across America. Visit us at Tribesigns.com. Real Traps is the premier source for high-performance acoustic treatment, including bass traps, broadband absorbers, and diffusers. Once a room has been properly treated, clarity and articulation of music and speech improve enormously. Our clients include famous mixing and mastering engineers, corporations, and even a research lab at MIT. Whether you're a professional recording engineer, audiophile, or home theater owner who wants the best sound possible, upgrade your entire system with acoustic treatment from real traps. Visit realtraps.com. Okay, we're back with Dr. Sam Nadler. We've been talking about Hanukkah and of course he's got a great book uh since 2007 Messiah in the Feast of Israel. And uh, we're focusing on uh, Hanukkah right now. And the reason I ask you a lot of questions about I'm a I'm a Jewish believer in Jesus as you are, Yeshua, yeah. and of course I want to get to your testimony. I would love to hear your your testimony. But what I'm concerned about is Trying to find out where are Jewish people at. You know, sometimes I go to temple just to be able to see what's happening. You know, and, and where what are they thinking of, and what are they talking about, and uh, just from your experience there's a beauty to community, you know, Jewish family. Oh, sure. community. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. People really feel a strong heritage and identity of being Jewish, you know, or as they want to live the Jewish uh, life, as they call it. And uh, but the thing is that when you read the scriptures, it's all about directing them to salvation. And if they're missing out on had to come to messiah are they looking for the resurrection of the dead or is it just they is it a knee flex or knee jerk response all i know is that jesus hasn't come or the messiah hasn't come yet that's you hear that all the time he hasn't uh-huh. come. you know what's what's happening
1: here most jewish people are secularized uh, whether they believe in god or not is in question let alone believe in a coming messiah orthodox jews and synagogue uh, every week, they uh, they say, "I believe with perfect faith in the coming of the Messiah. Though He tarry, I will wait." Uh, and so, uh, Orthodox Jews pray that prayer. But what does it mean to them? May be a different a different discussion point. You see, uh, but most Jewish people are uh, may not be aware of the spiritual matters that people like you and I take for granted. They may actually think. Uh, that it's improper to consider uh, Jesus to be the Messiah. Uh, Michael, I've been privileged to see many, many Jewish people come to faith. Uh, Most Jewish people don't go to synagogue. They don't go to temple or or shul. Uh, They're just not that interested. This is because they've been secularized. Uh, And so we want to share with them some facts on the matter. And it's been my privilege to do so. Uh, and one thing I always share when I have the opportunity is Isaiah chapter 53, which I know you're very well aware of. Yes. Mm-hmm but it's not read in synagogue. It's skipped over uh, in the weekly readings. And so most Jewish people are totally unaware of Isaiah 53. And I can't tell you how many times I've read that with Jewish people. They look at it and say, you're kidding me, that's in my Bible? How could that be? And sometimes they get angry, like, why didn't they tell me this was here? (laughs) But many have come to faith because they've never heard the good news in a way that makes sense to Jewish people, especially at this time of year, because with Christmas, there's much more emphasis placed on reindeer on the roof. Than the Messiah in the manger. I'll tell you that.
0: But when it comes to the scriptures, though, it, somehow they think there's a default there. It gets frustrating when they say, "Well, we're, we're Jewish, we're good, or we're the chosen," yeah. but yeah. not. We need to investigate the scriptures, and so that's when I went to temple and I noticed. Well, they're not really preaching the scriptures. They're reading out of prayer books and they're kind of guessing at it almost, and they're. It's not really any anything in depth, and it got me, you know, very concerned, and so. Um. Dr. Nadler, I want to get to your testimony in just a minute of how an Orthodox Jew came to know Jesus. First, though, when it comes to these prayers for Hanukkah and Happy Hanukkah once again, and how do you say Happy Hanukkah in Hebrew?
1: You say Chag Hanukkah Sameach.
0: That's right. I like that.
1: Well, you can just say Hanukkah Sameach if you like. Happy Hanukkah.
0: Happy Hanukkah. Happy.
1: Let's get the good news out to the Jewish friends and family and acquaintances that we have. And we have a lot of materials that we offer to people, provide for them some free downloads to help them in their witness. And if they are believers, if you're listening right now and you are a believer, you have a great opportunity to be able to share good news with your Jewish neighbors and friends and family, perhaps. Uh, this is an opportunity that's from God because he put Hanukkah in the Bible. And so you can actually talk about it.
0: (laughs) And and just to say too, you know, uh, when you go on Amazon, you know, it's one place you can get the book, Uh, Mm like 719 great ratings. I mean, a 4.7, it's so hard to get that Messiah in the Feast of Israel and Dr. Sam Nadler, our special guest. And so it seems like that the good news obviously is eternal life. I mean, God talks about salvation in the Bible, and you would think that uh, if there's any kind of inheritance, right, that Jews are all in on that. <laughs> they would they would want this inheritance, but there's an indifference to it. And I have family members. They just don't think that eternal life is a good news to them. And that's real frustrating because of all the preservation. To frustrate you, the most intelligent people out there, Uh, people and and there is indifference uh to all this
1: intelligence has never been uh importance to god uh it's a matter of the heart and all people jews and non-jews alike love darkness rather than light that's the problem Mm. and so they need to have good news shared with them and plant seeds. I want to encourage our listeners, only God saves souls, but our responsibility, our stewardship, is to plant seeds, to share a a word of life, to share a little bit with people, and trust God to give the increase. And so, uh, don't worry about having to answer every question. Get a hold of us at wordofmessiah.org. Glad to answer any questions you may have,
0: Uh, As far as time goes, I I don't know if you have your your testimony on the website, or if you'd like to briefly share how an Orthodox Jew came to know Jesus.
1: Well, I'm happy to share. I'm thankful for a testimony. Uh, And uh, you have to remember, as I share this, uh, all of us are different. We're all unique. And so God brings people to himself uniquely with each individual. So I'll share my testimony, but it's just one of many ways that God has of saving people. So I grew up, as I mentioned, in an Orthodox home. It was bar mitzvah, according to Orthodox tradition. But after my bar mitzvah, I lost interest in religion and decided to give up on it. it went from being rather religious to becoming quite rebellious and became an atheist. Uh, and when I came back uh, from serving in Vietnam, I was living in the Promised Land. Uh, that would be California for those who are listening. And there, in California. I ran into the first born-again people I had ever met. Now, I may have met born-again people before, but no one ever told me they were. These born-again people in California tried to tell me how much I needed Jesus. I thought, what a bunch of idiots. The last thing in the world I need. I'm a Jewish man. What do I need that for? <laughs> you know, good grief. Uh, in fact, when one person told me, one person, I was managing a club in um, Northern California, and they came in to give the drunks a place to sleep. And they told me, you'll never be happy until you come to know Jesus. I got angry. I said, listen, I'm a Jewish man. Don't, Give me that garbage. Uh, mm-hmm. You people tried to destroy our my people for centuries now. Uh, and I, I just did my best to make them feel terrible about sharing the faith with ah. me. But a seed was planted in my soul, a seed of the good news. And that's why I want to encourage people. We're here to plant seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our responsibility. So this person probably thought, what a waste of time trying to talk to Nasty Nadler about Jesus. Uh, And so things moved along from there. I went down south to San Francisco and was doing all kinds of very odd jobs to keep my ends meeting. And there uh, I was invited uh, to a Bible study. I wasn't interested, but I got curious. And Now I see it was the Lord drawing me, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, was drawing me to himself. And so in my fleshly mind, I was curious. So I went to this Bible study there, and and when I got there, I didn't know what to expect. Each had their own Bible, and they were looking at Isaiah 53, and they asked me to give my opinion on who it's talking about. Well, I was totally unfamiliar with Isaiah 53. As I mentioned, it's not read in synagogue whatsoever, except Messianic synagogues, but it's not read in uh, traditional synagogues. It skipped over, so I was unaware of it, but I I said, well, let me take a look at it, and so I I looked it over and got very suspicious, because as I'm reading Isaiah 53, it seems to me it's talking about you-know-who, about one who would die for sins and not stay dead. And I thought, what's going on here? So finally, I said, so who do you think it's talking about? I looked him right in the eye, and I said, it's impossible to figure out the Bible such a mystery. I, they were disappointed, and I was glad, because I figured they were trying to trick me. Mm. I didn't think anything could be that clear. They probably took part of their New Testament, stuck it in my side of the Bible or something. But I wasn't going to give them the satisfaction of saying it seems like it's Jesus. I wouldn't do that. Mm. And I left there, and they said to me, well, we're going to pray for you. <laughs> I looked at them and laughed. I said, Where you believe in a God who answers prayer? Where was he in the Holocaust? You know, I have all my relatives uh, from Europe all died in the Holocaust except those who escaped prior to it. Sorry. And so I, where is a God who answered prayer in the Holocaust? I laughed. But I figured, you know, I bet these people are taking advantage of dumb Jews. Hmm. So, <laughs> so I decided to try to figure out how to answer these people. <laughs> it took me a long time. Another year or so went by. And finally, the more I thought about it, the more I, I just troubled my poor brain. And finally, on January 10th, 1972, I realized it was just my prejudice keeping me from faith in Jesus. And to make a long story short, I cried out to him, Jesus save me. And he did that Amen. right, then, right then. Wonderful. And so I want to encourage people, plant seeds and pray. Uh, That's our stewardship. Trust God to give the increase. Amen.
0: Just beautiful. Thank you so much for being a great guest, Dr. Nadler, on the program. Again, his book, Messiah and the Feast of Israel. Happy Hanukkah. And wish you uh, all, you know, God's blessings. Please come back again. north Real Traps is the premier source for high-performance acoustic treatment, including bass traps, broadband absorbers, and diffusers. Once a room has been properly treated, clarity and articulation of music and speech improve enormously. Whether you're a professional recording engineer, audiophile, or home theater owner who wants the best sound possible, upgrade your entire system with acoustic treatment from Real Traps. Visit realtraps.com.